listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 9th of August 2022. Uh, later, what the banks are saying about the impact of rising interest rates on borrowers. But first, let's go to realestate.com.au owner REA Group, which posted a fully profit of $408 million. With access to data from that website, the company really has some good insights into how buyers and sellers are feeling in the housing market as interest rates rise. So for more, I spoke earlier with REA Group CEO, Owen Wilson. Owen, first of all, profit up 25% year on year at a time when for most of the year, the housing market was riding high. Does your business also do well in a downturn? Yes, we do. Um, in that, you know, yes, the market is coming down in terms of house prices, but we are still seeing uh, very healthy listing levels. You know, in July, just gone, uh, we had the highest uh, volume of listings since 2015 and in June the volume was higher than 2013 and we're still seeing a lot of buyers on our site and we sent out two million buyer inquiries in, in July alone so there is still healthy demand for property there and it means that vendors have got the confidence to list and so even in a, a market where the prices are coming off um, we are doing very well. So let's go into more detail. What kind of activity exactly are you seeing on the realestate.com.au website right now as interest rates rise? So one thing that um, is definitely true is that anyone who's in the market at the moment buying is doing so in the full knowledge that rates have already gone up and are likely to keep going up, and yet they're still transacting. And that, that that's, a, that's a known. And, and the banks are, who are lending to these buyers have factored that in um, in their serviceability and the way that mortgage has been approved. Um, and so what we're seeing on our site is very healthy levels of demand. Yes, absolutely below this time last year. But this time last year, I think the supply-demand equation was out of balance. There were more buyers than sellers. I think that's much more in balance now. But we had uh, the highest audience level in July that we've had since March. And as I said, we sent out 2 million buyer inquiries in, in July um, and very healthy levels of listing. So, um we think the demand's there. It's, it's underpinned by some very strong economic fundamentals. You know, we've got the lowest unemployment rate that we've had since 1974. Households are still sitting on a lot of savings, and we are going to get the return of immigration over the next 12 months to, to fill the skills gap in the country. You couple that with, you know, it's our view that investors are going to come back to this market. Unfortunately, if you are renting, um, we're seeing rental vacancies at, at very um, long-term lows, and rents are going up double digit in many markets, which is not a great story for a tenant. But what that will mean is prices um, continue to, to moderate. Investors will find this market increasingly attractive with rents going up and prices coming down. We'll see the renters underpin demand as well. What about other trends? You, you mentioned that listings are up nationally, I think up by about 7% on the same time last year. Um what about properties? Are they having are they listed on your website for longer to sell? And are, are vendors, for example, have to be um, uh, more realistic about the price that they can sell at? For example, that's absolutely the case. That the, the time we call it time on market, time on site, has increased. Um, probably started increasing in about February, and, and that is still increasing. But historically, it's still quite healthy. We've seen time on site much longer than this in in, in prior. Um, cycles. So 
properties are still selling. And I think that you're right. I think uh, vendors are being much more realistic about the price they can realise on a property. And particularly if you are selling and buying in the same market, then you're suffering the same impacts on both the sell and the buy side. So um, I think vendors are being realistic and, and properties are selling and, and the buyers are, are getting a price they're comfortable with as well, given this environment. So with everything that you're seeing, we're about to head into that all-important spring selling season. How do you think that'll pan out? Well, it, it's going to look a lot more positive um, than it might in that we are about to cycle over two months of lockdown. If you recall, in August and September last year, <clears throat> it seems like a long time ago, but Melbourne and Sydney were both in lockdown. And so the markets were very subdued. So we're going to see strong year-on-year listings growth. So we've started comparing it to, to kind of pre-COVID levels and watching there. As we move into August, listings are still very healthy, um, even compared to two or three years ago. I think it's going to be a, a good spring selling season. And as I said, I think there's enough demand there to give um, vendors confidence to come to market. We have bought some products into the market to help with that confidence. Um, vendors can choose to advertise and only pay if they sell, for example. Um, so we've given you know the tools to vendors to bring their products to market, uh, property to market. Um, the other thing we see that helps us is that in this type of market, um, things like properties not being advertised, that doesn't happen. And so that comes onto our site. Um, and we see that people tend to buy more advertising products in a slower market. So there's a kind of counter-cyclical uh, nature to our business from that regard. Owen Wilson there, the CEO of REA Group, the owner of realestate.com.au. To the Australian share market now, which rose 0.1% on the 207,029. Uh, investors really waiting for tomorrow's CPI data out of the US. For more details, I spoke earlier with Martin Lakos from Macquarie. But obviously the market and investors are very much focusing on results that have come through. But the bulk of the reporting season really kicks off next week and the week after. Uh, so to look out for later this week, we've got Commonwealth Bank on the 10th with along with Mineral Resources, and that stock's doing pretty well in our market. And on the 11th, we've also got Telstra and Woodside. So some of the big companies starting to come out with their results. I know it's only a quarterly number, but the, the figures from NAB today uh, are interesting because it gives us an idea of the housing market, right, and and the direction of interest rates and how that's impacting the economy. What do you make of NAB's result? I think it was a $1.8 billion unaudited cash profit. And why didn't investors like it? Because shares got sold down. Yeah, the cash result was probably pretty much in line with expectations overall, but there are just uh, a couple of things that I think the market sort of focused in on, and understandably so. So their margins weren't uh, hadn't improved as much as we thought they would in an uh, interest rate environment where rates are going up. Uh, so that might recover back into the fourth quarter, so something we're going to be watching uh, very, very closely. There's no, there's no question about that. And if, overall, costs were slightly higher, particularly some remediation costs Although it was expected, uh, you know, again, when you look at the uh, the, the overall numbers, uh, that was a little bit higher than had been anticipated. Stock was down about a dollar uh, through the day's trade, and that saw or dragged down the rest of the banking sector. However, we did get some more positive commentary out of the CEO that was uh, really focusing in on that most of their customers seem to be handling this higher inflationary environment and higher interest rate environment as well. Can we go into more detail in that, if there was anything said? Is there anything in that NAB result that shows how the banks or borrowers are coping in this rising interest rate environment? 
Well, so far, if you look across the whole banking system, uh, across the big banks, uh, when we look at impairments, they are very, very low, still very low. So it does appear that, uh, you know, customers are handling the highest service levels. That's not to say there aren't some customers who might be under pressure, but overall, servicing seems to be holding up reasonably well. Uh, so that's a, that's an interesting perspective, uh, you know, coming from the banks in this uh, early stage of the reporting season. But as I said, tomorrow we've got Commonwealth Bank and uh, that will, might give us some more insight. And Martin, profit reporting season is ramping up. Any others that you saw today of note and are there any trends that you're starting to see? Well, what was interesting, Ricardo, is that the the pre-reporting season, the confession season, was relatively quiet. So it looks like that in this current reporting season, the results are probably coming in so far in line with expectations. There are not too many surprises just yet. Interesting enough, a more positive surprise was the result from REA Group, and the stock rallied over 5.5% in our day's trade. Uh, dividend was up. Some of that were, was partly expected, but the certainly the results on uh, in regards to their past in, uh, investment seem to be coming off, and that's quite good news. The lithium stocks were stronger today, in particular mineral resources. Uh, we had a very strong day, but Liontown uh, also, and Pilbara Resources, strong. So again, expectations that the resource sector could do pretty well. Obviously, they're enjoying much higher than expected commodity prices with and with that stronger cash flow. So they're not only investing in their businesses, but they're also providing uh, you know, shareholders with, with better returns. So, so far, that really seems to be a bit of a trend. I guess if we take the US reporting season as an example, again, not all companies, but you know, it does appear that from the sample of companies that report in the US, uh, again, it's slightly beating expectations. And that's a bit of a surprise. Martin Lakos there from Macquarie. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.